We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And you're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's play some calls to start with breaking news. Just got the TMZ push notification that Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley have reportedly broken up. Love is dead. Hello. I am calling you live as I'm seeing a people alert. And I just want to say that I hope Shailene Woodley goes and takes herself a nice shower, cleanses herself of her sins, and goes and finds a nice, clean, vaccinated, and informed man. God bless America. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, short time. Calling because I just got a page email blast alert which if you don't subscribe to yet you should but it says that Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers have split um party Lindsay these are three different calls about how hooligans heard the news that Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers split up it's a very where were you you know were you people TMZ or page six I know the answer but I'm gonna ask anyway I get TMZ alerts so I was mm -hmm. a TMZ alert but I might have seen it whispering on or like I might have seen it happening on Twitter before the phone served me the alert do you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah before yeah. they quote got it up before it was pushed it was actually it was pushed. pushed to my phone. And also I saw headlines that were may have split, reportedly have split before mm -hmm. the confirmation have split. And don't forget, we had a hooligan boyfriend weeks ago overhearing a conversation at a restaurant, remember, that they had split. 
Well, the hooligan boyfriend who was at Lewis underscore this on Twitter on January 24th tweeted at us at Who Weekly was just in Green Bay and two different restaurant employees told me Rogers and Shailene are done. And then he followed up with that and said, I gave you all the scoop first, just saying. Like man with the man with he his knew- hand out, man with his hand like, out like this. I like, I like that he he immediately came back to us and was like, "Told you, <laughs> I told you, I told you." <laughs> I love the source. We have a lot of sources all over the place. Um, one source quoted by Vanity Fair said, "Quote: It just didn't work out for them." The People's source says, "Didn't I put it here? It was an amicable split. It just wasn't working." They're very different people with busy careers, and there were obstacles that they couldn't surmount. They will remain friendly. There's no bad blood and no drama. It just didn't work out for them. I feel like if Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley are using the term bad blood, they mean blood infected by a vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad blood now. I don't even, to be honest, it's become so confusing and convoluted that I don't even know whose opinion's what anymore. Yeah. Like, I know that, like, he definitely doesn't like He will never get a vaccine in his life, right? But I am still unsure, like, what her actual take on everything is. I do consider her pretty easygoing, but, like, that might be just a hippie, quote-unquote, hippie stereotype, you know? This is is by no means an endorsement of whatever her opinions are. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they're terrible. But she's at least smarter than Aaron in that... We don't hear from her as much. She doesn't open her mouth. She doesn't run her mouth on random podcasts and Facebook Lives and Instagram Lives. So, like, even though we can suspect that she is a certain way and is behaving a certain way, she's not opening her mouth like her ex did. So it's like it's easier to give her the benefit of the doubt. She has better people around her. Maybe those people around her were finally like, maybe you should reevaluate with this guy. Because, like, whatever you believe, like... You don't believe it as much as he does or some or along those lines or as intensely or yeah. as maliciously or something. I'm putting a lot of words in her mouth. I don't know what she believes, but I like, have no idea what she believes. This girl brushes her teeth with clay. I don't know anything else. <laughs> like she she hasn't been doing any press for any sort of projects since uh, the, the lover last letter to your lover movie or lo- lo- letters to your lover. All we know is she's hanging out with like Miles Teller. So that also isn't a good. It's telling. I'll say that it's telling. It's, it's tellering. It's Tellerite. Planet Shailene on Twitter, uh, which goes by Shailene Woodley Updates, one of the least interesting uh, celebrity update accounts, tweeted, in anticipation of a backlash towards Shailene's presumed anti-vax opinions. Again, we have no idea what her opinions actually are. But they say, FYI, Shailene Woodley is vaccinated, considering the production for the show she's currently filming has a mandatory vaccination policy. And I was like, thank you, Planet Shailene, at Planet Shailene, Shailene Woodley Updates. But Lindsay, look closely. Let's read the entire thing about the three women Oh my thing. god. Be advised okay. that three women has adopted a mandatory vaccination policy. Zone A employees, e.g. background actors, must be fully vaccinated in order to be employed on this production. Such a requirement is subject to reasonable accommodations as required by law. Blah, 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 blah. Any requests oh, for exemptions must are. be vetted by Viacom CBS prior to employment. So there's no... Way to know whether or not Shailene hasn't worked a deal where she's like, if I get tested every single fucking day, can I work on this show? This is obviously on a job listing for background background actors actors. or employees or crew or whatever. So we don't know. But if a background actor can get exemptions, then a lead actor can get exemptions is what I'm saying. We don't know what's going on with this. 
shout out to Pla- shout out to Planet Shailene for trying to fight the good fight in terms of like <laughs> keeping their fave unproblematic. But she may just be problematic. <laughs> she may just be. I'm kidding. I don't. I mean. Who knows? She's less problematic simply because she's keeping her mouth shut. Like, if you have a toxic opinion, I don't want to hear it. Either way, this was a whirlwind romance. Like, mm-hmm. arguably, vaccination be damned. COVID be damned. This was a yeah. whirlwind kind of crazy coming together ro- uh, romance. It happened fast. It happened quick. So without anything else, maybe they also just got to know each other and it's a different vibe maybe the vibe is off totally as they say you know cut everything you know about their medical beliefs out of the picture can't you think about shailene woodley or dating either shailene or aaron and then eventually thinking like this is pretty weird <laughs> like i i don't think yes, it's unreasonable yes. to real to, to yes. imagine a world where you're dating one of those people and and suddenly finding yourself thinking this is not my beautiful house. <laughs> this is yes, not my beautiful wife. On both sides. On both sides. <laughs> yes. On both sides. Yes. We did. We lost Shailene and Aaron and Julianne Kanye in the week, though, which was like pretty funny. Like we lost our like these two like talked uh, about couples, you know. And Julia Fox has already taken her position to the moon and back. You know, she's like, I did this on purpose. I, you know, I'm a hustler. I, I'm the yeah, world's number right. one hustler. Yeah. Right. 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 It's fun. It's fun though. It's 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 fun. We're having fun. I'm I'm thrilled that she has uh, she's having fun extricated herself from the Kanye situation because the Kanye situation is in addition it's to toxic being in toxic in a dark and, way and, and she's dark. toxic in a fun way. <laughs> She's toxic in a less, yeah, immediately unpleasant Getting way. Getting in fights with Azalea Banks on Instagram is toxic in a fun way. Sorry, there's like not many consequences <laughs> to that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's showing your true. text from Azalea Banks, that's funny and fun. And like, mm-hmm. that's not dark. The, anything with Kanye is dark. There are kids involved in a way that is not fun. Like, I, Well, there are still kids involved in the Julia narrative, which is what Azalea keeps bringing up. <laughs> I got to say, that's like a secret shame. I don't want to talk about Julia Fox on the podcast anymore, but like you better fucking believe I'm going to watch every single story between her and Azalea Banks. I will zoom in. I will screenshot so I can zoom in on all of Azalea's tiny little lettering. I got to read every word. It also just shows that she's Azalea Banks, although being on the outskirts of popular culture, she's always somehow relevant to the topic at hand. Somehow... She's got stories and situations with Elon and Kanye. And now she goes way back with Julia Fox because they're both like New York City socialites, essentially, or whatever. And it's so funny that like she always has a take that is like somewhat grounded in actual knowledge, which I don't even understand how she manages to be everywhere and know everything. She's just perceptive she is astute she (laughs) she keeps receipts (laughs) she keeps receipts she doesn't hide things for somebody so seemingly connected i'd love more music (laughs) you are right in that no one has a better contact list than azalea banks are you kidding (laughs) are you kidding i'm like like jack antonoff is like ready to be like exposed if he doesn't give her some sort of track i don't know why i thought of him but like i just thought of him he's also a new york city girly you know yeah, Jack is a New York City girly. What's next? Who else is involved here this morning? We didn't get a call about this, but I just have to play this video one more time because it kills me. I'm sure me. we did um, get a call about this, actually. Maybe it's since. Just, yeah. The number one question I've always got is, what is it like, what was it like growing up as Tom Hanks' son? And uh, it's an interesting answer. The most memorable time I was asked that question was when I was 14 years old. Me and my family 
were invited to the White House. This is when George W. Bush was president. When I was introduced to the president, he turned to me and he said, hey, Chester, what was it like growing up the son of a famous father? And I was caught off guard because I was only 14. The answer I gave him then is pretty much the same answer I give people now. And it's, I said, well, Mr. President, there's a lot of advantages, but sometimes it can be pretty weird. And he said, huh, that's a good answer. I think I know a little something about that because people forget his dad was the president as well, you know? People forget that George W. Bush's father was also the president. That <laughs> he was also named George Bush. Did you know, did you forget that, Lindsay? Did Chet Hanks remind you of that? <laughs> I'm so happy he's launching his YouTube career. It's about time. Well, it's a YouTube career slash personal training career. Hanks Fit. H-A-N-X-F-I-T. Hanks Fit. P Speaking of people who are toxic and aren't exactly fun to talk about, Chet Hanks launched a personal fitness business called Hanks Fit. Um, in which you can pay him. I'm trying to figure out how much it costs. He hasn't responded to my text messages. But oh my God. Chet Hanks has a new service where you can train with him. And he makes custom daily workout routines with videos on his private training app. Okay, not to be a know-it-all here about Chet Hanks. But I do know that this isn't his first like business venture. He also had a very sketchy acting studio in which he was the coach. Not sure where mm -hmm. he gets off teaching acting, but that's fine. I mean, he's gone through many ventures. He also had a music career. He's and now he's and now he's a YouTuber who's trying to sell you personal training or whatever. But that's mm -hmm. fine. Like everyone's entitled to live their own life. This guy, I don't know. His genes are a fucking mess. <laughs> His genes are just constantly at war with each other. <laughs> I mean, the Rita Wilson is really. <laughs> Let's just say the Rita Wilson genes are Azalea Banks, and the Hanks genes are Julia Fox. <laughs> I think <laughs> like... so. I think so. I also think if your dad is super famous and he has four ki four kids or five kids, one of those kids, just by by probability, is going to be a Chet Hanks type. You know, like we don't have <laughs> – yeah. I'm sorry, the one that you named Chester, which I assume is after the president. What is it? Chester? Grover Chester or one of the presidents? Chester? Chester Arthur. <laughs> Chester Arthur. Chester Allen Arthur, the 21st U.S. president. Was he I'm named guessing. after – I'm guessing. I'm guessing. He's definitely named after something. He's named after Chester Arthur for sure. He's the one who took over after the guy was shot, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> Lindsay sees Hamilton once in 2022 and oh suddenly knows everything God. about politics. <laughs> <laughs> I am the last person to see Hamilton. Remember when we used to joke about that 14 uh -huh. years ago? Lindsay, it's you're the me. last person to see Hamilton. You hadn't even it's watched me. it on Disney+. Plus. You truly are the last person to see Hamilton. It's been available to all on Disney Plus I for over a year. I avoided it so long and it came for me. It came you, for me. You threw away your shot time after time after time and oh finally God. you didn't throw it away. What'd you think all of Hamilton right. in 2022? It really just, if we were wondering if the vibes have been off since Hamilton came out, <laughs> let me tell you, they're they're off. <laughs> it, pro it proves the theory that the vibes are off and have been for the past. <laughs> six years? Seven years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven years of Hamilton. Let's play some more comments. How do y'all do? This is Benjamin. Long, long time, first time. I had to finally call when y'all talked about Alan Richson on the last episode because my jaw dropped when you didn't even mention his most famous role. As an undergrad at Texas A&M in the 2010s, I'm bringing y'all this from the very heart of straight male culture, Spike TV. Every guy I knew, but especially sports dudes and frat guys, watched and loved the show Blue Mountain State, of which Alan Richmond's character, Thad Castle, was the breakout star. 
he played such a crazed, roided out, funny member of the football team. He even got his own spinoff movie, a la American Pie or Van Wilder. I love the character Jack Reacher. So when I clicked play on the new show without even seeing a trailer for it, I fit pumped in joy to see him portraying the character, a role he was pretty much born for. All right. Just want to let y'all know that this deeply silly show existed. Crunch, crunch. Oh, my God. This call is like a one-man show. <laughs> He's, like, call. working. <laughs> this is scripted, edited. I love it. This took so much time. Thank you so much. And enthusiastic. Uh, I don't know about this show because I'm not, like, a frat. I'm not in a frat or whatever. <laughs> I'm not in a frat, and I haven't watched Spike TV. Actually, I watched a little Spike TV, but the only thing I watched was uh, Bar Rescue. I'm and going watched- in! I only watch one <laughs> show made, quote unquote, for men, and that's It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you know? Mm. Yeah, I do love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, the, no, I know. It's just, have it's you listened sh- yeah. to, to the latest episode of the podcast? They have call-ins. where they take calls? Okay, I did not like that. I had to turn it off. <laughs> it was rough. It's not, it it's was rough. rough. But there's a funny realization where everyone who calls in is like 23. Well, it's also just don't take live calls on a podcast. I could have advised this, you know? Like, these live calls they're like hey what's up what's your question and they're like we have to have a question and it's like yeah like you did you expect them to call with a thing you put out a phone number they're just calling to talk to you they don't have a question you have to prepare people this guy wrote an essay for us you know this guy wrote an essay revised the essay (laughs) had another pair of eyes on the essay called in told us about blue mountain state didn't know about this call now i know all about blue mountain state and that Alan Richson was one of the leads of Blue Mountain State, played a, uh, actually, let's quote Timmy, who, Timmy, let's be honest, surprisingly is a huge fan of the show Blue Mountain State. He <laughs> I'm writes, shocked. It's a cult classic Spike TV sitcom about a college football team. It was kind of popular, but grew a big following, especially with Netflix. It's really popular with frat bros. LOL. It was so popular. There's a Kickstarter sequel movie. I looked this up. There's a Kickstarter sequel movie about the Alan Richson character. Called okay. Blue Mountain State, The Rise of Badland. Sure. Okay. okay. He played like the hunky quarterback. And I'm reading from the Blue Mountain State Wikipedia. He is also heavily prone to engage in excessive homoerotic behavior, especially in the oh, hazing okay. rituals of freshman players. Are you seeing you're in to watch the show? You're seeing it in? You're in? There's a Redditor. I found a Reddit thread where someone says, I think that the character of that is a closeted homosexual. Some of the responses did not agree. And now we know more about Alan Richson. I haven't started uh, Reacher yet, but I I will, I will. Uh, it's on the board. You're not, you don't you don't owe it to me. And uh, trust me, I'm not going to be following up with whether you started Reacher. I'm not watching Reacher for you, Lindsay. I'm watching Reacher for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, no one's going to follow up with. No one's going to track you on that one. No one's going to hold you accountable to see if you're watching Good. Reacher. Good. <laughs> next next call. Uh, hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, first time. Um, I was just calling because I got an emergency phone call from a former coworker of mine telling me I had to listen to the first five minutes of your most recent episode because I uh, actually used to work for a Lindsay Weber producer for a bunch of years at Bad Robot. She thought I needed to call in. Um, I have no idea if Lindsay has any opinions about whether or not you're messing up her SEO, but I do have a funny story that is I became a hooligan because I, when I was working for Lindsay, had to Google um, an article that she had given quotes for and stumbled upon Lindsay Weber's Tumblr and thought that my boss perhaps had like a secret Tumblr account I didn't know about. 
but it was, in fact, you, and that's how I was first introduced to you, uh, Lindsay Weber podcaster. Uh, Lindsay Weber producer does know about you because I have talked to her at length about Who Weekly, um, but I don't know if she's ever listened. Anyways, uh, crunch, crunch, Lindsay, Lord of the Rings producer. Podcast marketing is hard. It's really hard to say, go get people to listen to this. How do you do it? What can you pay for? My name being associated with this woman who you work for and you searching her name but finding me and then listening to my podcast and getting hooked is like the best version of this that I could ever hope for. It's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) It's incredible. Lovely and amazing. Absolutely stunning. No, I hope this woman knows about me. I've been ruining her SEO for years now and um, honestly doing her favor because she knows about you. She knows you exist. It's she like knows the podcast hiding. Exists. I'm like hiding whatever she's got going on that being anonymous online is a gift, you know, to be honest. So whatever. But now that she's come out and she's ruining my SEO, we're even, you know, you're even you're totally even the mean tweets have stopped too for now. But this thing isn't airing until like September. So like I'm fucked, you yeah, know, buckle up in September, <laughs> buckle up in September. You need to add it to your bio. Not the Lindsay Weber responsible for Absolutely diversifying not. the Tolkien universe. No. <laughs> I thought people who like Lord of the Rings were smart. Like, do any research, read anything, and you'll learn. You'll figure out that it's not me. You know what I mean? Hey guys, long time, long time. Uh, just calling in with a fun fact about Taylor Lautner. Um, I once went bowling with him. Long story, not worth getting into. And uh, the big takeaway is that he bowls overhand. Where most people bowl underhand, he throws the ball down overhand. So just imagine that. Uh, he was actually, he was, he was pretty good though. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Bowling overhand? I have. It's, it's great. It looks crazy, <laughs> but if it works, it works, you know? It looks dangerous because it looks like the ball could be flung up in the air and then right. slammed back down, you know? Right. And it, and it, and it, hits with such like I guess I've seen people do it as a joke like on at bowling b- arenas what do you call bowling bowling alleys Bo- arenas <laughs> babe what <laughs> bowling okay. alleys okay bowling alleys or when people do like the thing where they like toss it with both hands kind of as a gag and then when it hits from that height and that velocity you get the real big smash so i can't imagine doing that over and over again bowling overhand yeah and then smashing yeah we found some photos of taylor lautner going bowling and it's kind of unclear there's no like video of it but you can see that the palm isn't up the palm is down so it's like oh this is just the way that he bowls interesting i obviously had to google and confirm this and i found article exclusive billy lord enjoys some beers and bowling with taylor lautner as she prepares to bury her mom carrie fisher and grandmother debbie reynolds side by side tomorrow which is like oh my god you're gonna remind me that her mom and grandmother died near each other and show me photos of taylor lautner like throwing a bowling ball (laughs) But also, like, let them have their moment of, like, peace before they have to go to this double funeral, please. I mean, let them – I don't want them to have their moment of peace because I needed to see these photos to prove that he (laughs) bowled overhand. And you can see in these photos when he – when the ball is let go and in midair, his hand is facing downward. And he didn't just switch it, you know? So weird. The ball is about to slam right on the thing. But I guess that's what those are made for. You know, alleys, bowling alleys. There's also a story from 2013 – where he went bowling with Kristen Stewart. 
I mean, for a while, Taylor Lautner was like the Pete Davidson of our culture. He was dating a lot of, you know, girlies. Yeah. Famous girlies. Yeah. He did have a moment. Um, but there are no photos from that event, so. Somebody add see. he bowls overhand to his Wikipedia, though, because that's simple. I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to just yeah, do it. Under do you personal have a life? Good login? Do, you, do it now. Do it right now. Wikipedia Taylor Lautner. I'm not sure how to do it. Um, I, don't you have to have a Don't you have to have an account? You have to have an account. Username. Maybe there's a hooligan who is an actual prolific Wikipedia editor who has the chops. Because now we have a first-hand source and photos. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I was just wondering if Michelle Buteau, I don't know if I'm saying that right, is the new Judy Greer. Please discuss. This caller asked if Michelle Buteau is the new Judy Greer. This is definitely, the caller didn't say it, this is definitely because of Marry Me. Marry Me, Marry Me. Marry Us, Marry Me. Marry Me, Marry Me, Say Us. She's applying that Michelle Buteau has played a lot of the friend. In rom-coms. The friend. I'm the friend. I will say, though, that rom when Judy Greer became Judy Greer, although she didn't really become the Judy Greer that we are, that you're kind of calling her until much later in terms of nostalgia looking back on the roles, she wasn't at the time that she was Judy Greering. I don't think there was a huge conversation about that being a thing. Does that make sense? It wasn't until she released her book. Rom-coms are not that big budget and mainstream. Actually, Marry Me is, is, but that's rare, I think. So the best friend character isn't like as big of a thing that you can do. Like a lot of her best friend characters are in these like less publicized rom-coms, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but she has played quite a few of them. But the Michelle Buteau conversation is actually kind of interesting to me because Michelle Buteau, who's comedian, is the... Not even the best friend character in Marry Me, but Judy Greer isn't always the best friend. It's always, like, the sidekick. Like, she's never the star of the show. She's just, like, buddy-buddy or works for the person who's actually the person we're supposed to care about, the protagonist or whatever. Michelle Buteau Mm -hmm. has been that in a million things. Uh, Isn't it romantic? Sort of in Someone Great, kind of. Always be my maybe, definitely. Happiest season, sort of. Marry Me for sure. She's Jennifer Lopez's assistant. Excuse me, Kat Valdez's assistant. Marry me, marry me. Say yes. Say yes. But the thing that's happened with Michelle Buteau is that she's sort of transitioning out of this, but marry me makes it seem like she's still in this mode because marry me was shot in the middle of 2019. So her career has since sort of changed because since then the circle has come out. So she's hosted like a show and now is like a kind of Nicole Byer character on Netflix. Not the circle starring Tom Hanks. Exactly. Exactly. Now she's starred in the first Wives Club show, not as the sidekick, but as one of the leads. Now she's going to star as the protagonist lead of a series called Survival of the Thickest that is about her. So it's just funny that like... Marry Me kind of reinforces the idea that Michelle Buteau is still the sidekick and needs the spotlight, but she has already Mm. kind of started receiving the spotlight since Marry Me Mm -hmm. was filmed. Whereas, like, Jennifer Mm -hmm. Lopez's star is exactly the same, you know? Owen Wilson is exactly the same. Exactly the same. (laughs) Right. I don't know. It's like uh, Sarah Silverman is kind of doing the same thing, but you wouldn't argue that Sarah Silverman is like the new Judy Greer. It's easy to make a lot of money being the comic relief in like a big film where you're like not the attention or star, right? Mm -hmm. Like to do it, it's just that's the type of stuff that gets the most attention, even though you're like doing other stuff. Yeah. I think Sarah Silverman is wrapping back around in that in terms of like, 
I had my moment where I could have been the star of stuff and I kind of like did it or like, you know, and I'm over it or I'm or I didn't really do it or whatever, like however you think of her. And now she's like, it's just fun for me to be in a movie with Owen Wilson and J-Lo where I'm like a sidekick and I get to like have the funniest jokes and get paid a lot of money. It's like, okay. And like when you look at Judy Greer's career, like she writes this book. What was it called? Don't I know you from somewhere or something? Yeah. What was her book? It had yeah. like a pithy, I don't know what you know me from. My life is a co-star. Oh, okay. God. That's actually a very clunky way of what you just implied uh, was the name. Uh, Yours is better. Don't I know you I'm from saying. somewhere, right? No, it's yeah. I don't know what you know me from. Okay. That is crazy. That is so much worse than I remember. That's <laughs> like much wordier That's than awful. it should, needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you know me from. My life is a co-star was written in 2014. Since then, she hasn't like become the lead. Even in the Halloween movies, Judy Greer is just like... Mom, stop. Mom. Right. Enough about Mom. Michael Myers. Mom, enough. Right. Stop. Right. So is is Michelle Buteau the new Judy Greer to answer the question? I kind of think no. Yeah. Because I don't think that's what she wants. I don't think that she wants. Also, I think the new Judy Greer is kind of a misnomer. Speaking of Marry Me, if you haven't seen it yet and you're dying too, we did a commentary for that movie. We talked during the entire thing. So you can watch it like half paying attention, which it's meant to be watched, how it's oh, meant yeah. to be watched. Um, and that'll be coming out Saturday morning. Right, right. So, Free up your evening. Free up. Free up your Saturday night plans. To watch Marry Me. Uh, say With yes. With us. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crop. So it'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone it'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with it. comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting you gotta be careful. photos. You got to right. be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. 
But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, Naomi Smart and her new boyfriend got lost in the jungle. They had to be rescued. I think that's funny. Crunch, crunch. Okay, what happened? These influencers got lost in the jungle? <laughs> I'd never what? heard of these people. So I was like, what? But yeah. the call made my ears perk up. Naomi Smart and her new boyfriend got lost in the jungle. And I was like, what? Who is Naomi Smart? I Googled Naomi Smart. I spelled it wrong. It's N-I-O-M-I. Smart. But it's still spelled Naomi. It's still pronounced Naomi. Yes. Naomi Smart. She is an influencer I had never heard of. Is she smart? Is she smart? It seems like she might not be the, the sharpest tool in the shed. So Naomi Smart and her boyfriend who is a fitness influencer. She's just a, you know, a standard influencer, although she's a YouTuber as well and apparently does like tons of advertising content on YouTube too, in addition to just like, here's my life, here's my body, here's me doing aspirational things. It's a lot of advertising. Uh So because Uh she loves ads and she loves Spawn, she got what must have been a free trip to Mauritius with her boyfriend, paid for by a resort. Christina Milian. Christina Milian's (laughs) very own Mauritius because that's where, what was her movie called? The Christina Milian movie that we watched? I don't know, but it was paid for by the tourism board of Mauritius for sure. Resort to love, okay? Oh, yes. Did they stay at the Resort to Love? Resort to Love was actually filmed at another resort called the Constance Prince. Constance Prince. They stayed at the True Obish Beachcomber, also Uh in Mauritius. How'd they get lost? We're totally going to get there, but that's one of the funniest things about it. She says, I literally don't know how this happened in one of her stories. Uh And what's really sort of funny about this is that one of the only places that wrote up this story with like quotes and everything was the Daily Star, a British tabloid. And they use quotes from her. Like it's not sources. It's quotes from her Instagram. But the Instagram stories, I believe they must have been stories because they aren't on her grid anymore and they aren't archived on her Instagram. She apparently says, quote, yesterday we got lost in the jungle out here in Mauritius. We somehow lost our tour guide. And like, I literally don't know how any of this happened. And it didn't feel real at the time. (laughs) At that point, we should have turned around, gone back to the waterfall and just waited or at least just like asked for help. But we just kept on going, which in hindsight was the wrong thing to do. It was scary when it got dark. We had to literally like climb under trees, on top of trees, climbing through dense, thick, thick forest. As you can see, I'm absolutely fine. I'm just like, my legs are cut to shreds. Wait, only after several hours of wandering did they decide to make contact with their tour guide over the phone. Mm-hmm. So they spent hours wandering around and then just decided to call, mm-hmm. to make a call. And then they had to get rescued. Yes. What's funny is they're influencers enough to get written up, but no one actually saved these stories or cared or noted other than the Daily Star because the Daily Star was like, this is a funny... I mean, their names aren't even used in the headline. Like, they're just like, this is a funny, like... 
influencers are so stupid article, you know? They're, they're referred to as bungling influencers. Right. <laughs> bungling right. influencers lost in jungle, rescued by special forces after eight hours in the wild. Naomi Smart and Bradley Simmons, who boast two million Instagram followers between them, admit to being, quote, naive and, quote, idiots after getting lost in a jungle. If she was smart, she'd make a video about this. Maybe she's, you know, in the process of. But it's funny that she just moved on and stopped talking about this completely. And like the video, the stories aren't even archived. I think the reason she did that is because the people who paid for this trip are like, you can't talk about getting lost in the jungle. Like, you can't make this place look bad. Even though it's clearly on them for getting lost, like not the resort's fault, not blah, blah, blah. Or at least that's how it seems. I bet the people who footed the bill for this were like, please it's like when we get copy points for ads. It's like, please do not discuss getting lost in the jungle of Mauritius whenever you get your free trip to Mauritius. You know, like I would That's understand so it right. if they said Don't I would be do so that. mad if I had such a good opportunity to make content finally after years of having nothing to go off of, you know? And I'm not allowed to like talk about getting lost on my paradise vacation. She left up a photo of her with at this waterfall. And I think it's the waterfall where they say soon after this waterfall, they got lost because the caption on this says it wasn't all bad before we got lost. Unbelievable experience. A day we'll never forget. But it's like there are no details about how she got lost and the videos of her being lost no longer are on her feed. <laughs> the Daily Mail has written about her three times in the past. Here's one from 2015. YouTube's golden couple, Naomi Smart and Marcus Butler, her ex, leave the internet heartbroken as they end relationship dot 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 just weeks after setting up a business together and they were doing like a food oh. delivery business 2016 emotional ties youtuber and blogger naomi smart on digital detoxing and going dairy free <laughs> okay and then <laughs> and then this 2018 ho ho hold on a moment woman divides the internet after claiming it's quote too early to celebrate christmas she tweeted about how people shouldn't have put oh, up christmas decorations early and it got people up in a furor. Wait, I'm on the boyfriend's Instagram and he has a 1,400,000 part saved highlight about getting lost this is when we lost our tour guide but we kept ca extremely calm and focused on getting back on track which is pretty difficult in the jungle no signal on our phones at this point we were determined to keep going and find a normal path we now know that we should have stayed put where we first got lost but at the time our mentality was to keep moving these are all out here. Not he he posted all these and saved them. So he kept them. She deleted all of them from her Instagram. I bet I still think that this has to do with like whatever agreement it was. <laughs> I don't know. A few more hours gone and so lost. I decided to climb a tree to see exactly where we potentially hoping to see a helicopter. Meanwhile, it's crazy because they're like, we have no service, but they're posting stories. So I'm, I am confused. I don't think they posted them at the time. I think they probably waited oh. until they got back. She goes, another couple of hours had passed and we were very worried it was going to get dark and dark quick. We managed to get signal being so high up, thank fuck, and we're told to head down the nearest stream so we could finally find our tour guide. Blah, blah, blah. Secret services would come and find us. You can see how exhausted we were. I was so proud of Naomi at this point. She was incredible <laughs> at staying positive and her determination okay. to keep going. We certainly helped each other. Okay, then it got dark. I think this is where we started to get slightly concerned. We were in complete darkness, <laughs> wet and cold from literally swimming in smaller pools of water down the stream. However, the stars were insane, which kept us lifted. An hour later, once it was pitch black, the secret services were very close. Never shouted so loudly in my life. My phone had died, and we only had 5% remaining on Naomi's. Fuck me. They're shooting we were, video with it! Fuck me. We were so relieved to see their torches in the distance. Hey, Sora. 
What's going on? You found us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we found us. Your hero. Yeah. Ah, special forces. Yeah. Now here, the other guys are up here. We're gonna throw a rope down, and we've got to climb up that rope. We are literally in the middle of the jungle. This one is a warrior. He survived. Exactly. They took a pic with their rescuers. God, they made the Secret Service come and get them, and they took a pic of with them. He keeps saying, this one is a machine, at Naomi Smart, so proud of her. It's like, what about the rescuers? He tagged the hotel. Oh my God. I Okay, that was a whirlwind. If you get lost and you're an influencer, use your don't use your phone to film video. Like, how is that difficult? Save your battery. I still find it interesting that only he has the documentation of the Well, he has half lost. the followers of her. Yeah. He has she's the one who got the promo. He yeah. got, you know, he's the he's the bonus. She has one point four, he has like four hundred thousand. So he does write press strip in one of the things, but he doesn't like call it an ad explicitly the way that she does. I mean, you could be right, you could be wrong. The point is that we did find evidence of them getting lost. Yeah, lost we did that find it to the internet. Wait, this is fun. Okay, wait. Country, town, and house, which I think is like t country, town, and house, a life in balance. It's a go-to destination for trusted, inspiring, uploading content. Okay, who cares? They wrote about how to survive your Saturn return. They interviewed a Made in Chelsea star named Kagi Dunlop. <laughs> and Kagi, Kagi Dunlop. Dunlop. Okay. Kagi Dunlop. She started a podcast called Saturn Returns because when her Saturn returned, she had such an intense experience that she started a podcast uh, about it. it. Okay. It says, it was during her own Saturn return that she became interested in astrology. I really started to lean into it because I felt like I was at such a transitional period myself and was trying to make sense of things that didn't make sense. Now her podcast, Saturn Returns, is dedicated to delving into other people's stories. Her most memorable interview was with lifestyle influencer Naomi Smart, who on the first recording was engaged, planning her wedding, and said she hadn't experienced her Saturn return yet. A week later, she left Kagi a voice note she and her fiance had broken up and her life was spiraling out of control <laughs> my saturn return has begun she declared that's good i'm sorry that's I really good that was so funny that's why you should never be a guest on a podcast i know oh my god that's like going on a podcast that's called like my life's messed up and you're going and you're like my life's actually pretty fine and then a week later you're like what? wait <laughs> everything falls apart speaking of going on a podcast not to go on a tangent but did you watch the video that timmy sent of the other call her daddy girly sophia franklin went on a podcast no i didn't see that what'd she do so Alexis Haynes has a podcast called Recovering from Reality, okay? Wait, Alexis Haynes like Nancy Joe. Like Nancy, Nancy Joe, Joe, yes. Kitten Heels? Yeah. And so she had Sophia Franklin on her podcast. You have to listen to this. It's 24 seconds long. The end is going to absolutely kill you. Listen. What was I canceled for? Wanting a raise and not wanting to work for a company that is disgusting, you yeah. know? Okay. Yeah. I didn't say anything racist, homophobic, anything like that. And... It's crazy. And you got canceled for what? Well, robbing Orlando Bloom's house. So granted, it, it was justified. <laughs> robbing? Robbing Orlando <laughs> Bloom's house. And what did you get canceled for? Cancel culture is so ridiculous. Well, I robbed a man. I robbed I mean, Orlando Bloom's house. I love Alexis's perspective. It's like, I'm a criminal, you know? I went to jail, so... <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Wabi. Can you guys talk about Elsa Majimbo? Thanks. Me in Greece. We got a few calls about Elsa Majimbo this week, and I was like, the TikToker? The TikToker. And when I think about a TikToker, I'm like, I don't really want to do a TikToker on the show because it's flash in the pan type stuff. 
But then I went to Elsa's Instagram page instead of her TikTok, and the most recent photo when I looked was her with Miguel, Miguel's wife. What's her name? Nazanin. Yeah, they broke up and got they broke back up together. and got back together. Rita Ora and Vaz Morgan. Well, it's funny because I was like, I've never heard of this woman in my life, and then you sh- you you linked her most viral TikTok, and of course I've seen of it. Of course, her TikToks are I've all seen over, it. but she. Of I'll course play the I've clip seen here. it. Ever since Corona started, we've all been in isolation, and I like miss no one. <laughs> Why am I missing you? <laughs> there is no reason for me to miss you. Hakuna. And people keep on telling me you haven't participated in Corona challenges, you haven't joined house party, you haven't joined TikTok. It's not by mistake. <laughs> it's not. It's not. And these ones who keep on telling me I miss you. Why? 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 <laughs> Do I pay your school fees? <laughs> Do I pay your rent? <laughs> Do I provide food for you? Why are you missing me? Nakuna watu wameshinda wamandika until tomorrow. The freedom we took for granted. The small little things we never appreciated. Are you Shakespeare? <laughs> Am I, you want to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> That's what you've decided to become. You, you don't even have to see it to recognize it. Like these have been everywhere on TikTok for two years. Almost two years. She became famous on TikTok during the quarantine for doing this very specific bit that she does. I'll play a couple more of them here. I wanted to meet up, but ooh, it's a pandemic. I would have let you come to my house, but like, oh, pandemic. <laughs> really, really wanted to see you, but like, <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Scary. Since then, she has gotten famous outside of TikTok. And another reason people are calling is because it's fucking Fashion Week yet again. Fashion Week happens in New York every other Thursday. We all know this now. Like, Fashion Week is happening constantly and this current fashion week elsa is here for it and she's being sponsored and promoted by all of the brands you know what i love though about this and what i'm coming to realize is that the crossover between tiktok person and fashion week is so small now because fashion it's it's so easy to throw clothes on anyone remotely hot or even just interesting i'm she's hot but i'm just saying you could throw clothes on anyone and put them in your fashion show and have them walk it's easy honestly like they don't have to walk as well as a model because they're known for something else and it's it's notable it's it causes interest it's like to me the easiest crossover sex and city episode about this yeah, it's it's just like you're no, you're so right. And like it's just to me like other industries looking to TikTok or looking to like the person of the moment, it takes a lot of time to transform that person into the thing. Like it takes long to release a song, it takes long to be in a movie, it takes long to be on a TV show. It takes long to like it takes long to market that person's already fame into something else. Right. I mean, how long has Timmy been saying, Addison Ray's moment is coming. Addison Ray's music moment is coming, guys. Every other week we get a text from Timmy. It came Addison's and it coming. went. Addison's coming. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to say it's like the the people who are doing the best job in like influencer marketing are probably like fashion because yeah. it's so easy just to throw them in a show. Like I'm even thinking about like Emma Chamberlain who literally like made that jump no problem. Yeah. It just was so easy for them to be like throw her in a fashion show. She's a model now. It's the it's the <laughs> quote unquote no talent job that any influencer can kind of do is like walk the runway because they already have the. Uh, uh, personality and s- starriness the in themselves and the look. to be yeah. yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying. 
Because also there's a reason why these people get famous on front-facing video comedy to begin with. In a lot of instances, because they're good-looking or they're magnetic or they there's they a ha- They're magnetic. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's just funny to me in realizing that, like, whether this girl wanted to be a model or not, it doesn't matter. She's beautiful and they're and it's so easy for them to say, like, oh, she's got a lot of followers on TikTok. Let's, like, let's, let's actually work off of that. We can do this really fast because Fashion Week is apparently all the fucking time now. <laughs> yeah, it's happening all the time. Yeah, I guess this is interesting to me not because of her though she is funny and I like her TikToks, her TikToks are great. it's more funny to me that the 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 ease of the crossover of an influencer on TikTok or Instagram to Fashion Week is so like simple that it I'm surprised I'm not shocked that it's like there's so many of these people doing this because it feels like the job of somebody who's trying to put together a fashion show for coach Valentino Tiffany is like let's like scan the people on TikTok and see if anybody could be good because we'll just give them a free bag they'll show up and do it you know like not a problem well did you see um was it Gucci the train guy Francis um Bourgeois. Yes. He got th- the train they threw him in Gucci. They threw him in a Gucci ad. It's not like these people are going on TikTok and being like, I'm a model. I want to be a model. They're just doing whatever they're doing. And they're like, yeah. okay, well, that translates into like me taking photos of you and you wearing our clothes. Yes. Like, it's just such a funny. He's in easy, a Gucci ad as like a shameless. train conductor. It's so funny. Um, and it's so, it's such pandering to Gen Z. Like, in this way that is so like old people like like marketing you know it's yeah. just like let's get anyone let's get a dog let's get this dog and throw sunglasses on it it's famous on tiktok you know i have no issues with this and especially the gucci north face because it's the more like approachable version of gucci because it's their campaign with north face it's like their collaboration there so it's meant to be like attainable fashion too because it's like a lower price point so like i get i, mean, I get the marketing but like elsa Gucci. but like elsa is doing tiffany valentino coach. yes 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 uh, this is how people come up like i i understand the rise of of this girly she's really funny it makes me think of like other tiktok people who go from i see them on tiktok in their in their bedrooms to i see them in living in la immediately with like friends in a house and it's like oh you definitely like did that jump and i think she has done that too you know and i think it's because of talent agents scouring tiktok to find cool people to take on you know personalities first of all last couple things to say about her she's funny she's from kenya She is a TikTok comedian and she's great at chess. Those are her like big name, big factoids thing. She's a chess champion. So at the beginning of the TikTok stardom, Netflix latched their little teeth in her and made her do like Queen's Gambit spawn mm-hmm. because she's mm-hmm. a TikTok famous and knows about chess. But what's especially interesting is that so many of these TikTokers, like the front facing comedians, move into television right they want to move to LA and be an actor and it seems like she doesn't want that she's like I don't want to be an actor like I want to be rich and Mm. famous and beautiful and powerful and I want to be in LA like now her joke is like I love money like this is great having money is so much fun I'm gonna get the bag her thing is like eating a chip yeah well (laughs) the punchline with her her glasses and eating the chip It's like she's putting on glasses crunch. and eating a chip. She's crunch crunch. <laughs> she re- she's like the new crunch crunch she's actually because she's always crunching. She's always crunching. And I thought it was so funny that like when I saw she was from Kenya, I was like, oh, a beautiful aspiring model from Kenya. Naomi Campbell's going to find her. Naomi Campbell already found her. Naomi Campbell yeah, was like, come to my resort in Kenya, like her big Love house that. resort. And they did a day in the life video before. So it's like she has all the right 
friends in all the right places. And further proof of that is she's friends with Rita and Vaz. She calls herself a comedian, which which shows like her priority here. Even though she's like modeling, I think she's like, I want to be a personality. Uh-huh. I want to be Steve Harvey. Yeah, That's my, that's what I'm looking this, up to here. The Steve you know? Harvey video is so weird. Let me play you the clip here. She, yeah. He basically says like, I want to adopt you if you ever need any. I can't believe he dresses like this. <laughs> Still, I can't believe he actually dresses I'm like this. I'm fully, it's I've amazing. been like, I've been gaslit into loving it. Like, I think his outfit here is great. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have been I've been gaslit. fully gaslit into loving Steve Harvey's style. Um, But he sees something in her. It's almost a little awkward, but he's Wait. like, listen to this. Now, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to adopt you as my niece. I'm going to give you my phone number. I don't care what you need. If you need anything, you need a place to go, you need some help, you need some advice, you want to talk to somebody, you call me. I, and I, I'm serious, and I, I don't want to let nothing happen to you. Because, you know, it's been one of my main goals is to bridge the gap between Africa and, and, and African Americans. If you've never been, you have to go. At, on one hand, it's oh, nice. on one hand, it's extremely sweet of him to do that. But on the other hand, it's like, can't you tell that this woman has like plenty of support systems? Like she knows everyone already. <laughs> like Yeah. But right, she posted right. that very sweetly and said an interview that turns strangers into family. I love you, Uncle Steve. She appreciates it. She accepts it. The point is like the road out of TikTok towards like broader success. This is a new version of that. It's a new version. And it's also something that I think has been happening for a while now that, that I'm like in my mind putting the pieces together just in terms of like the speed at which you can make the speed at which you could profit off of somebody's TikTok fame mm-hmm. is you have to work within that. And this is the fastest way yeah. to do that. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby and Hayes has an OnlyFans. I can't tell if it's a joke. She's always joking. Um, crunch, crunch. Anne Hayes has an OnlyFans. <laughs> Anne Hayes has an OnlyFans. Lindsay, you signed us up for the OnlyFans so we could figure out what's going on there. Tell us what's going on there. Not only did I subscribe to Anne Hayes OnlyFans, I paid with my own money because our Amex, it doesn't take Amex, oh, doesn't take, so our business uh, card did not wait, work. Did you, so I was like, can I oh, sign really... in with Google? Can I click sign in with Google and sign in with our re- yeah. what's up too? I want to yes, look. Yes, you can. You oh, here can. we go. It's under our, yeah, you Got can. Um, the funniest thing about Anne Hesh's OnlyFans uh-huh. is that it's like a troll. I mean, shout out to Anne Hesh for taking my $14.25 for 28 days yeah. of membership to her OnlyFans. She teased a sex tape, but it was like a 25-minute or 10... It's a short film directed by Thomas Jane and written by Anne about, like, the making of a sex tape. Like, it's a joke that they never actually make the sex tape. Oh, okay. It's a meta-commentary Got on sex it. tape. That's something. If you're going to Anne Hayes' OnlyFans to get off, you're not getting off anywhere because there's nothing happening. Just a little comedy. Anne Hayes is so funny, though. That's the thing about Anne Hayes. She's like (laughs) genuinely a very funny, like a funny actor, a funny comedian. So excited to be on OnlyFans. My film, TNA, I think that stands for tits and ass, love and sex, just got banned from my Instagram. No, Thomas and Anne. Thomas Jane and Anne Thomas and Anne, not just TNA. It's a pun. And tits and ass. (laughs) Uh Thomas Jane and Anne Hayes starring Anne decides she wants to make a sex tape. Will she go through with it? Watch and see. <laughs> Refer a friend to get next month's art porn for free. Enjoy. Love, Anne. If there's anyone out here, like, tr- quote unquote, tricking people into subscribing for a OnlyFans in which they make short films about sex, but not actually involving yeah. sex. I think Anne, I support Anne Hayes. I'm going to give her yeah. my money. 
Will we be unsubscribing after a month? Yes. We just wanted to see for journalism what was going on here and we've seen it, you know? There's a like there's his butt, there's her butt. There's like a bit of because they, they watch the sex tape at the end of it. So there's a little bit of okay, a something. You see but it's like it's not about the sex tape. It's that like this is kind of I mean, funny. wasn't this wasn't Thomas Jane in the uh what's that show about his big um, dick? Yeah, he doesn't these two don't care. They should actually make a sex tape. <laughs> So you want to have sex, you want to do it on film, and you want to do it for real. Yeah. But you don't want to show it? Exactly. They are like performance art. I mean, come on, we're performers. Why can't sex be an art? I'm great. You're like art porn or something. That is really good. I direct. They seem fun. Oh, and... When he turns, she blurs his dick specifically. She's the the dick is blurred, but there is plenty of button here. I'm sure you could see Thomas Jane's dick elsewhere if you look. I gotta say, without saying more than this, they seem like a perfect match. (laughs) They seem. I know, and I think they they were dating, but they're not dating anymore. He is so hot. Damn it. I feel. Google him. I mean, I don't need to Google Thomas Jane to know that Thomas Jane is hot. I mean, he's just fucking hot. Sorry, I was seeing if uh, I was, you know. They're not still dating? I just wanted to see what was up out here. I don't think that they're dating anymore. She was dating the skincare guy, but but now she's making OnlyFans content with Thomas Jane. Maybe they're back together. That's the thing. They're probably just back together. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still looking at Thomas Jane. I'm on a website that is embarrassing. Because she was briefly dating Peter Thomas Roth, the skincare guy, as you said. Yeah, but yeah. also, but they're back together. That may not that may not have actually been dating. They were. I'm looking at the stories again, and it, the stories were because they were like hanging out and kind of partying together in the Hamptons last summer. Well, also, this could have been an old video. Maybe they're friends who hook up. I feel like, uh, you know, we can't Anne Hayes. We can't, you know. We can't boil her down to relationships. She's she's free. She's free. You know? She's Celestia. You know? She's free. Oh my god, I'm on leakedmeat.com. Don't go here. <laughs> Sorry. Her videos only have like 13 likes each, so we're kind of we're kind of early on here. We're early. Yeah. Thanks to the caller for suggesting that we do this. <laughs> Let's play some rapid fire questions. Some rapid fire questions. Not just to end them, it's rapid okay. fire. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I'm with my boyfriend, and we just saw Nate Burkus at brunch, and he asked if Nate Burkus was a who or them. I think he's a design them and a New York them, but a general who would love your take. Crunch, crunch. Nate Burkus spotted at lunch. Didn't even tell us what he ordered. I'm upset. I want to know what he, Nate Burkus eats at lunch. Yeah, what the fuck is that? You should have. Uh, yeah, you were there. Do you what think the Nate Burkus is more of like uh, toast, eggs, sausage like a meat and an egg and a bread or does do you think nate does more of like a grain bowl or do you think nate does like a yogurt bowl or like a do you think maybe he's one of those french toast people who loves french toast with all the stuff on it you know you you want you would be it it would be rude and typical to say he's like an omelet he's like a you know omelet Uh guy or whatever very simple omelet but maybe there's like a chaos maybe there's a pancake for the mm-hmm. table maybe there's a waffle a for the table for the that's table. actually a better option for the yeah. table maybe there's you know maybe there's something... i could see him liking biscuits like a good really? like a flaky biscuit yeah yeah no but maybe he's like you know off gluten 
maybe you can have, maybe it's just maybe it's just like a very healthy omelet right in which case it's just a very healthy omelet maybe yeah maybe it's like a shakshuka oh that'd though. be good he probably doesn't like he'd get if i i shakshuka's dangerous we for have me. actually shakshuka's we have dangerous no for me. we have a literal the no. answer is no idea <laughs> the thing is nate burkus is one two three a who i don't know i'm like i like could see him as a them but that's okay can you name his husband Nate Burkus's? No, absolutely not. What is his name? Yeah, because his husband is also an his husband is also a an interior designer. Who? Jeremiah Brent. Not with a gun to my head could I name that. Sorry. Caller, call back and tell us what Nate Burkus ordered for lunch. Because for some reason, I have to know. The moment you say brunch, yeah. I just have to know. My favorite thing right. about the Gilded Age is that every time they have lunch, oh my, it was brunch. He could have had a sandwich. He could every, have had the whole lunch <laughs> he menu. He could have had the sandwich. Every time in the Gilded Age when they have luncheon, my favorite show. Yeah. They have like five glasses in front of them. It's like wine and water and something. I don't yeah. even know what the glasses are you used for. You know like my brunch fantasy is a lot of drinks. As yeah. we used to, when we used to eat at Char the RIP Chard 4, they Char had a brunch four. special that came with four drinks. And you could, you honestly, the the table was too small. The table could not contain everyone's lunch brunch specials. I think that's why they went out of business. You get a coffee, so a water, drinks. an orange juice, and a Bloody Mary. Yeah. And everyone have coffee, a water, an orange juice, and a Bloody Mary. But that was iconic. When you when you looked in front of you, you had five glasses. It's like you could spend all day just sipping from just your sipping glass. your dresses. Yes, that's what the Russells understand in the Gilded Age. Yeah. Next call. Okay, so I know that Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson are them, but in the new movie Mary Me that J Lo is heavily heavily pushing, um, there is her co-star Maluma. And she talks about him in interviews as if, like, we all know who he is. Am I supposed to know who he is? Like, it seems that he's, like, an established artist. He's a total who to me. If you guys can tell me who Maluma is, that'd be great. Mm. Crunch, crunch. Maluma's huge. Maluma, I feel like if, again, we're talking about Marry Me Again, Michelle Buteau, if this movie had come out when it was supposed to come out, I feel like maybe you would have an argument that Maluma is a who, but I think Maluma is officially one, two, three of them of at them. this point. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Maluma is the perfect casting for this because this movie has an international ambition. Mm -hmm. Maluma is huge internationally. Also, J-Lo speaks Spanish and has that. So it's like, it makes sense. And like, she should aspire to be as uh, successful and relevant as Maluma is worldwide right now, Mm -hmm. I think, because he's much cooler than her, I would argue, in terms of, you know, she's, she's cool, but she's kind of square. He's cool. I think so too. And I think Maluma's Maluma's having a moment not just because of Marry Me, but also he has a song on the Encanto soundtrack because Encanto is set in Colombia and Maluma is from Colombia. I think he's a them. I think he's a them. You need to expand your music horizons. The other thing about Maluma that makes him kind of everywhere that makes more evidence that he is a them is because he's a fashion icon at this point. Like menswear magazines love Maluma because he dresses so well and is down to wear whatever. So Maluma always mm-hmm. dresses well and looks good and just gets photographed all the time. He's really hot. Next call. Hi, Lindsay Robbie. Um, Wanda Sykes. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, who to them, and what was the thought process behind this threesome, in your opinion? It seems a little random. Crunch, crunch. Rank the Oscar hosts. We got three Oscar hosts. What's so funny is apparently 
the Oscars were like, we want Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short to host the Oscars. And they said, sorry, we're busy, which is so funny. They are shooting season two, and I bet it would if they had to, in, like, thinking about it from a production standpoint, if they did that, I bet it would throw the entire schedule up in the air. It would piss a lot of people off. They'd lose steam. Like, it makes sense. But also, when they said no, the Oscars were like, well, we still want three people, so let's just pick three funny ladies. Yes. I like that they're split. People are like, why are they, couldn't one of them do it by themselves? And it's like, do you not understand the where we've come in this Oscar thing? Mm-hmm. It is the worst job a person could take. <laughs> you do not. No, seriously. Like, you don't want the pressure. Is, you don't want the. You yeah. don't want the pressure. It's too much. The criticism is overwhelming. I'm sorry. The only person who's going to take this role by themselves is a white guy with mm-hmm. the confidence of a white guy. Is, it, is, and is if, fucking and unless, Jimmy Fallon. James yeah. Corden. James unless Corden. you want one of those guys. No, no woman, especially, and no woman of color, no person of color is going to take this by themselves because they know what's on the other side for them. They're going to say, you have to c- support me with other people. You have to create something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what, I really think that's what happened. Yeah. I think here. And I think all of these, especially women comedians know what it's like to be under a microscope and judged unfairly. There's just like, there's no, there's no, what's the, what's the win on this one, right? Like what's, you have to convince me that I'm going to get something from doing this. Isn't it also like famously unpaid? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I think it like, I think Oscar hosts don't get It, should, it shouldn't paid. be. It should come with, it should come with th- free therapy or something. Oh, it's a SAG minimum. It's, this is a, it's a guild okay. requirement. So Literally. it's the minimum requirement. Okay. Great. Um, so we're talking the three hosts that are going to split it up, which I think is a nice idea. Three female comedians, above the board, likable people. Yeah. Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer. Those are three funny people. I like those all three Those are three so really much. fucking funny people. And I think those are three people who can pull off, off, off the cuff, mm-hmm. can put, get whatever's thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Amy Schumer, mildly controversial, but I actually don't really think so anymore. I don't think so. Yeah. I think she's kind of come out the other side better. And Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall, not controversial at all. No, not at all. We got some queer representation there too. Thanks to <laughs> Wanda Sykes. Some. Love we that. Got some. Yeah. Love to have a queer woman up there representing the Oscars who isn't Ellen DeGeneres. Thank God. Also, three women who you could believe maybe have seen a movie in their life <laughs> or in the past year, you know? Amy Schumer. Regina Hall had Oscar buzz, has Oscar buzz frequently no, over the past two years. I'm Amy mean, Schumer like, almost would had watch, some, oh. Would watch a movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Ranking these women from who to them, though, oh, is that's a little like tough. Possible, And I honestly feel like it's, it's, it's Schumer, Sykes, Hall. Sykes has been around for so much longer. I don't think that Sykes ever had the moment of being as famous as Amy Schumer was for that yeah. those like two years. I agree, and it's only because she had that like uh, the, the, the train the wreck, literally just train wreck, like being the pinnacle of like Amy Schumer, the show turning into this starring movie and being honestly getting too much attention. She probably would have liked to avoid that. I think mm-hmm. it kind of fucked her up for a little bit, a while. And Hall is like, which is a good thing to be, always the underrated. Yeah, and Hall is now slowly starting to get a little bit more attention and more respect for herself as an actress and not just like the funny person from the scary movie movies. Hall, I think, is miscategorized. Yeah. Or has been until recently because she was in our favorite movie. uh, Sport the Girls. 
for the girls support and the got girl. a lot of attention <laughs> support the girls mm-hmm. and got a lot of attention for it rightly and people were like oh you're acting seriously now and it's like yeah i can do anything and so i think that's the confu- a little people con- are confused but she's still often considered a comedian so who did them hall sykes schumer hall sykes schumer yeah. And you're right. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Because at first I was like, it's disrespectful to have three people, but it's... No, this is... Okay, here's the issue. It's the same conversation we were having when Shakira and J-Lo split the Super Bowl. It's the same... <laughs> yeah. Everyone said, these two, they could do it by themselves. They each have the material. They yeah. each have the skill. Yes, that is true. But doing it together made an iconic Super Bowl, probably one of the best of the past yeah. five to ten years because it meant... That they were able to play off of each other. There wasn't as much. They were able to do stuff together. There wasn't as much pressure or tension. Like it worked out so well. And I just feel like this is kind of a similar thing. If we're, if the Oscars. If what happened with the Oscars. We had a one host thing. Then we went away from that. to, And then that was. To, that was problematic. No host. Nobody wanted mm-hmm. to do this. Then too many you know what i mean then no host at all but like kind of too many hosts that's that was the the last year or whatever and now we're back to host but it's three people and they're the actual hosts versus like all these kind of guest star hosts they're trying to realign and recorrect the huge uh diversion they made into the no host which was a bad idea it was a bad Bad idea. idea The thing about the Oscars is also you always forget every single year the host is there at the beginning and then the host dips out. I know the host is gone. The main thing we need from a host is an opening segment. Last call. This is a this is one of the stupidest calls we've gotten in a long time. Let's listen. Hi, long time, long time. Um, okay, I have a really deranged who to them list that I want you to rank. Benjamin Milpied, Natalie Portman's husband. I don't know how to say his last name. Whenever I read it, I read it as Benjamin Milipede. So Benjamin Milipede, a centipede, a millipede, the human centipede. Rank it from who them. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Good form, Bellathorn. This is, these aren't even... Lindsay, let me repeat the question so the listeners can tell what the caller said. I hate We're ranking this. from who to them, Benjamin Millipede, Natalie Portman, husband, father of her children. Centipedes, the, the creature, the ballet dancer. Millipedes, another insect, and the human centipede, a film. A movie about... I, I think I have a ranking. <laughs> Benjamin, from who to them? Benjamin Millipede, then Millipedes. Then the human centipede, then centipedes. Then millipedes? No. No, I think centipedes are up top. I think centipedes are up top. And I think that millipedes you think of less often than the movie The Human Centipede, which entered culture. So I think it's Benjamin the man, then millipedes, then human centipede the movie, then centipedes up top. Centipedes are way more common than millipedes, I think. Wait, you you put human centipede before millipedes? Human centipede over millipedes. What? Human centipede demier than millipedes. You put the movie over the bug? It had quite an impact culturally, didn't it? <laughs> this is the rudest, most... How would you is, rank it? This this question is a slap in the face to the Who Weekly. <laughs> this is How? this takes Fine, our... you rank this, them. This, I'm not... I refuse. I refuse. The caller okay. asked. 
<laughs> from who to them? <laughs> Benjamin Millipede is actually a really like what's funny is he would be like the them in another list because he's like a very he's actually a very well known and famous uh, ballet choreographer and dancer too. Like he's like a Victor Petrovsky. He's like Alexander Petrovsky. Millipede. Millipede. Not Millipede. Benjamin Millipede. Americans Sorry, are like names. we should oh, not so be able to speak bad. English. Benjamin Millipied. He's French. Yeah, he's French. Didn't he cho- he choreographed something recently that people were talking about? Anyways, no one cares about that. Okay, you're right. He's Huey, but he did choreograph something. Dune. Dune. He did Dune. He yes. did the like the little Dune walking. Yeah. The Dune walking where you go where you walk the sand so the the worms don't find you. He choreographed the the tiptoeing Dune walk. I thought that was pretty <laughs> iconic. Yeah, that's no? a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So you're right. He's Isn't that the amazing? Now you can say that you know that this amazing ballet dancer and choreographer choreographed the Dune Walk. So rank them. Uh, Mille pieds. Then the human centipede. Oh, then okay. millipedes. Then <laughs> centipedes. So you do agree that centipedes are the themiest thing. At least we're there. I do agree, but I think I would switch human centipede and centipedes. So Benjamin, Benjamin is the hooiest and centipede is the themiest. <laughs> Mille, mille pieds, mille pieds is Benj- the who he is. Ben- Benjamin Millepied and centipede. <laughs> Wait, how do you... <laughs> yeah. th- is huh? centipede centipedes in French? Or do they have a different name for them? Oh, no, it's mille pattes. Mille pattes. Mille pattes. Then what's millipedes? Okay, well, you'll have to... Th- mille pattes. They're the same? <laughs> no, they're no not the way. same. That's not even... That's not... Centipede. Oh, it's... No, it's cent- centipede. Centipede and Milpat. Centipede and Milpat. <laughs> Milpat is good. Okay, great. I mean, incredible. Thank you so much. Let's be done here. We've See, wasn't it fun to end with that? Wasn't it fun to end with that? We recorded for editing. two hours. Yeah, your editing is just... I gotta cut just, it down. I gotta cut I just, it down. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. We love your calls so much. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our theme song for Rita. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. Thank you to all of you for supporting us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a newsletter, a Discord server, and more. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We love your ratings and reviewings, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Hey. At bowling b- arenas. What do you call bowling? Bowling alleys. Bo- arenas? <laughs> you two sure spent a lot of time talking about dance soiree as if, like, that's the weird word. Dancery is not even a word. Hateration is not a word. Holleration is not a word. And dance soiree is never going to be a them. Hi. My last message sounded very aggressive. Uh, it I meant it in a passionate way. I'm very sorry that it sounded aggressive. I'm not upset. Hey, so I just found out that in a streetcar named Desire, there's an actual streetcar named Desire. Crunch, crunch. (sighs) All dots on me in the center of the screen, it's Sandy Circus. Crunch, crunch. Done with the Fluff House, the celebration of Fluffs. This is Bears and the Ultimate Super Inspired Meta Experience. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay and Bobby, I have one thing to say and one thing only, and that thing is. Uncle Tom. 
Uncle John's. Uncle John's. Like, what? What? Please discuss about, I need to hear more about Uncle John's from my, my king and queen of pop news, pop culture. All right, crunch, crunch me inside with my Uncle John's. Uncut gems, them. Uncut gems, who or a them? Lindsay Podcaster. Uncut gems. Uncut gems. I mean, I was soft stocking these when he wrote uncut gems. Uncut gems.